Well, hey there, Make Community. This is Trevor DeVage. It is a, another glorious day on the podcast. And I bet we got some new listeners um, because Sunday we did a little promo. And um, Dylan, my co-host, who was in the video on Sunday. Who I, I don't felt, like. I, I don't, felt like it was like a full house intro. I don't like the edit job. <laughs> I feel like you manipulated me and made me sound like a liar, which is pretty much everything. Everything's a lie. Uh, everything's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> because the way that that was edited, which was brilliant, by the way, I actually did like the edit. Aaron job. did great. Aaron did great. But he manipulated the whole edit to make it look like I told you to sit back down, which was hilarious. <laughs> sit down. Uh, it was sit down, Dylan. I was like, that's not quite how I said it, but I, I like that that's how it got uh, manipulated. Uh, so, Dylan, we're back in the studio, and uh, and we've got our really, really good friend. And I, I just, I'm not even going to say your name. I'm just going to give the sound bite because you're such a staple on the show now. <laughs> He's a repeat offender. He is a repeat <laughs> offender, so we know. <laughs> We've got our man. <laughs> I like that you did the sound. That makes me happy. It's more authentic. Saul is back on the uh, podcast with us. And, um, uh, dude, great message yesterday. Um, we're in our Dangerous Prayer series. Yesterday was week five. Oh, you got it right. Well, yes, I did, I did get it right. I still don't remember a whole week of this series, and that's not a lie. Like I, I feel like maybe I got drugged and taken hostage. Somewhere. Like I don't remember anything. Uh, but yesterday was great. And um, Dylan, you obviously were on campus yesterday. Um, I was. I had just gotten back from our elders retreat yesterday morning, so I literally pulled in the parking lot as you were. You've been on stage like five minutes. We were watching you in the car. Roger was actually chat host yesterday, <laughs> so he's all tethered on his laptop in the car. I'm like, this is the first time we've been to church at 80 miles an hour, isn't it? And he goes, nope, that's every day. That's every day here. It's 80 miles an hour. And I was like, that's probably true. So, um, but uh, Dylan, what did, I know you probably have some notes and some thoughts on things yesterday, and I know I'll have some things unpacked with you. But uh, what what were your thoughts from yesterday, Dylan? Well, I think like. One, Christine does a really good job. Christine is uh, the production team coordinator here on mm -hmm. staff. And she, she ought to be on the podcast, She too. should. She's awesome. She doesn't want to do video, but this is audio. Well, I and, think we and could. And here's, here's what I'd say I think Christine ought to be on here is because she has this perspective on a lot of things. Her and Paul do a lot to just love people well. Yes. Yeah. And uh, actually, have them both, they're both on staff. I'd have them both on here. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, it, you know, it would be kind of cool. Well, Paul is just right over there. We can just go grab him right now and... Sure. Why not? Let's just bring everybody in. Let's just have a roundtable discussion with as many people as we can get around four microphones. That'd be great. So anyhow, sorry, um, Christine. But Christine does a really good job every week. If you follow uh, Pantano on social media, she she puts out a one-liner out of the message. And that's kind of where, whenever I start preparing for the podcast, I, I listen to the message, obviously, but I really look at the one-liner um, because it's useful. It's like that is like a key takeaway, and you can kind of dissect it from there. Mm -hmm. um, but... One thing that stood out to me this week, um, and it might have been the one-liner. I haven't actually. I'm going to tell on myself. I haven't had a chance to do that homework yet. <laughs> um, but it was your most effective ministry will come out of your deepest hurts, and that like I feel like church culture um, at times tries to bury the hurt. You don't want to sit in the hurt, and uh, just just acknowledging that like your most effective ministry can come out of some of your most painful moments. And I've like. I've never really sat and thought about it until it was said, but whenever you said it, um, I was able to kind of look back on some of my past hurts. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, God was actually doing something big in that moment, and I just couldn't see it yet. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Unpack that a little bit for us. Well, it's just in a season right now that, I, that I've been seeing. Um, I have a daughter that has been just going through a lot of things ever since 2019, I think mostly, you know, the feeling that comes across to me when I when I hear this is, um, you know, she had throat cancer mm. or thyroid cancer. I'm sorry. She had that removed. And at a very young age, she's just gone through so many things. But then I see the potential in her. I see how, you know, she loves people genuinely, how she just comes alongside people. And I, and I, and I really think that, you know, one of the liners I said, you know, God does, you know, uh, his best making in the brokenness. Um, and that's kind of where I see her leading to yesterday. She was with me backstage and there's just been a lot of moments in our lives where there's been a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, but even in that brokenness, we find God in the middle of it. He reveals things and then we're able to love people even in the, in the hardest moments of our lives. 
Well, and that that whole it's kind of like the like the gym. I saw so the gym's this place where they have weights. And, <laughs> Gee, um, wow. He he knows why I just did that because every week I'm like, all right, we're going to the gym this week. Yeah. And he's always like, uh, I got I got something else to do. Uh, <laughs> I avoid him. Yeah, yeah, he does. Just, just for the record, so I was lost what like like a hundred pounds. Yeah. He lost like a hundred pounds and he did all that without going to like lift in the gym. And he like, lost a whole person. He, he, well, at least a large toddler. It's uh, <laughs> a very large toddler. Amen. How long has it been since you held a toddler? Well, at least 16 years. I mean, yeah. <laughs> actually, that's not true. I held one uh, in, in Phoenix. They're not a hundred pounds. Yeah, they feel like it. Carry them around long enough. <laughs> but, but it, but it's like, Going to the gym and lifting weights, you're putting something under tension, and without tension and without pain, there's not growth. Yes. Um. And, and so, like, it's like I, I, your daughter and I have kind of a just a, a special like she avoided me for a long time because I'm a pastor, <laughs> and uh, but her and I like she's my buddy. Like I love yeah. your daughter; she's awesome. <laughs> and uh, there's some things in life she's gone through recently, relationship stuff. And I, I just walked by her yesterday, and I yeah. was like. Hey, you know what you know what the mob is, and she was like, like a flash mob, and I'm like, well, there's a generational gap, right? I'm like, <laughs> I hear mob, and I'm like Don Corleone, you know, I'm yeah. the mob, and she hears mob, and she's like, like a flash mob, and I'm like, and I just was like, I was like, no, men over boys, like, because yeah. I know she's been through some relationship stuff, yes, and uh, and she just kind of grinned in it, but but there's been she will have growth now in areas of her life. You have growth in your life. I have growth in my life over. The moments that I grow the most are the moments where I've gone through the most tension and pain. Yes. Um, and we don't like that. We we don't like that. But the reality is, if you don't want to grow, don't go through any pain. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's it just just reality. I mean, even your body. When I was a kid, I, th- I think we've talked about this in other, other segments. But, I mean, I would have these growing pains in my legs when I was growing up, mm-hmm. you know. And you yeah. go through them. And my grandfather used to sit with his big old callous hands from farming. But he would rub my legs to help me go to sleep to, to ease the pain. But then, then all of a sudden, I'd have to get new pants because, well, I, I was wearing high waters, you know, <laughs> which I guess has become a thing. Like, I guess now that's normal. Like, hey, wear pants that are too short. Um, you could have kept those. I could have. I mean, I'd have looked weird in toddler pants now at 44 <laughs> years old, but, you know, okay. I like that the toddler thing is the recurring thing. Uh, I'm for bringing this it week. back for I'm bringing, I just keep recurring it for you because uh, that's really good. It is. 100, to, 100 pound toddlers <laughs> and toddler pants on 44 year olds. Next on our next segment. Um, I don't even know what sound to put on the board for that. Oh, sure we do. Uh, is it this one? <laughs> I don't know what. It's this one. It's this one. It's this one right there. Yeah. yeah I, no, I like in, in terms of working out, like I think that's exactly right because I've been going more, especially since Melissa's gone. It's just something to pass the time and, and she's working out way more than me. So it's one of those things where it's like we can kind of talk about our workouts and it's just getting the talk very limited amounts. You kind of pick common threads that you can talk about. Yeah. And so as I've been going more, I've been running more and it's that thing. Like I woke up this morning and the back of my legs are just like so oh, tense. Yeah. Like, it's like, I feel like I'm like a newborn toddler. Yeah. There it is again. <laughs> trying, trying to way, walk. By the way, toddlers aren't newborns. They, they could be. There's, they could be. You ever seen a newborn toddler? That have you ever seen a hundred pound toddler? <laughs> Actually, yes. I have seen a hundred pound toddler. <laughs> I've not seen a newborn toddler. I've not seen one pop out and be like, look, I can walk. <laughs> like, that's never happened. I've never seen that. That's ever, ever, <laughs> except for a Will Ferrell skit back on the, in just, SNL back No, in just <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, well, but that, I mean, again, it's true. There's this, there's this tension and pain. But it's through that pain that a couple of days later you feel better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, had I not gone through that, the, to break down the bad, to put, replace with the good, that, that pain has to happen for growth to occur. Well, and that's what I was going to say. It builds to something more because yes. your legs are going to hurt uh, and they're going to hurt for a couple of days. And then when you go back and do it again, they're going to hurt a little bit when you start. But at the end, you're conditioning them. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, and then, then you can't figure out why can't I sit on the toilet and not, can it hurt? Why? Well, can you can I? sit. You just can't stand back well, up. Well, <laughs> sitting is a little bit, getting down to hurt sometimes too. I'm just saying like I, I the other day I did, uh, uh, on my cardio day the other day, I did the stairs at the, they have this kind of stair climber thing. I, 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 shut up. Yeah, I wish you guys could see how moronic my friend Dylan is right now. Um, you made the hand motion. Well, you were sitting there and looking like Katy Perry with a firework. Um, so, uh, but I, I did, 
I was on there for an hour and I did some stupid amount of like, it was like 180 flights of stairs or I don't know, whatever the machine tells me it was. Um, but all I can tell you is, is that the next morning I got up and I, I tried to get out of bed and that, that was an adventure. I was like, when have I never been able to get my legs out of the bed? And then I hobbled myself to the bathroom and then I really like, I almost thought, thought I had this moment where I was like, I could sit and scoot down the stairs. <laughs> It's like whenever you're a kid and you sit yeah, on the yeah, stairs and just bounce, And then I'm looking at the stupid rabbit in our house that is actually able to climb the stairs better than me, and I'm mm. like, stupid rabbit. You know, Tricks are for kids. Tricks are for kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, I'd actually like to be able to get downstairs and get some tricks. Um, but, I, 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 it, but again, two days later, it's like, oh, I feel so much better. And then you go put yourself under tension again and pain again to grow again. And it... It's this weird dichotomy because nobody nobody likes pain, but pain is the very essence of growth. Right. I let let's just be real for a second, and we can take as long as we want. It's our podcast; we can do what we want to. <laughs> yep, um, that's a true statement. It's not like we have to record three of these um, at the same time. No, just one. Just one for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about. Let's just do kind of a. a it's not a round table. It's a it's, it's a, a rectangle square. table. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a square table. <laughs> Let's have four sides. <laughs> it's a rectangle. Yeah. Let's do a rectangle table discussion and let's talk about uh, just those those painful, tense moments in in our lives. Like, what what is one of the more profound ones? And um, Saul, you can start first. It was your message, but like, what is one of those moments that stands out to you? Where... I like how he just said, <laughs> yeah. "It's your message. You start first. You, I'm you like, start first. Well, it's your question, dummy. You start first. Like, <laughs> you could give an example, and then you know we can. Tell I like you that. I do that. I like that. I'm sitting between y'all. This is like a like a tennis match right now. It's like. Team. <laughs> Ching, ching, ching. <laughs> well, you're drinking your coffee. I guess I'll start first. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, by the way, way to get the first point at the Wimbledon of our of our <laughs> discussion. Next time I'm going to bring ping pong paddles and we'll just, you'll hear it in the background. <laughs> That's a blinker, not a ping pong ball. It was really fast ping pong. We're on a short table. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like we, we've, we, and by we, I mean, I have kind of talked about this um, in passing conversation on past episodes. Um, but I, one of the most profoundly painful experiences that I think I've had in my 28 years, um, was my, you know, I'm married now, but before I was married, I was engaged to another girl and, um, we ended up, she broke up with me at Disney world, uh, during the fireworks. And it was, it was a whole thing. Um, it was on a trip with some other friends. Wait, she broke up with you, with you at Disney? Yeah. During the fireworks? Yeah. Oh at- my what kind of, I got to mute my mic because I'll say things. <laughs> um, but it was a very painful season. Um, it, it drug out um, a few months. I mean, we had been engaged for about a year, um, which anyone who's taking notes, I do not recommend being engaged for anything longer than a year. Laura and but I were engaged for three and a half. It's, mm. how was that? Exactly how you would think being engaged for three and a half years. I'm I'm an advocate for six month engagements. Um, but I'm an advocate for six hour engagements. <laughs> like after three and a half years. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a really painful season for me. Um, however, not that there's anything wrong with the town that I grew up in, uh, South Alabama. I love it. I love going back to visit friends and family. But I never would have left there. Um, I never would have moved to Phoenix to help plan a church. I never would have met my wife. I never would have come to Pantano. Um, I never would have gotten the chance to be, you know, on staff here. And and you would have never had the chance to abandon us and go to San Diego. <laughs> I would like to just... That's a pain point, by the I way. I would like to omit, abandon, and just go to San Diego. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get past it. That's a pain point for me. When we're done with this episode, I'm going to show you the houses we're looking at and the guest room you're going to have. I need my, but I need my name on the door. It's fine. I need it actually have a, I'll pla- have, I I need will, a placard with my name. I'll it. have fast signs, whip Sorry. you something up. No, I don't want something whipped up. I want a permanent structure that lets people know <laughs> when they show up, they're staying in my room. What about a statue? Would that be more? No, I don't need a statue. I just want a placard. Well, they, they can do that. <laughs> that just goes on the door, but it's got to be fixed to the door. That when It people, can't be one that like slides no, out. No, 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 no. When other people come to your house, and need them to know, what's the Trevor's room? And you're like, you just need to know. This is his room. 
He's letting you stay in it unless he's here. <laughs> and you don't pay us for room and board. Uh, no. You actually Venmo him. No, I actually pay you. Actually, <laughs> you're actually getting paid for me to come there. <laughs> that's, that's, really, that's really what it is. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that that, I mean, that's one of those things where in the moment, like, you go back to the treadmill uh, metaphor. I definitely, like, in that journey, in that, in that pain, I was like, I, I want to be done. Like, there, and I mean... This is another one of those things that I feel like the church has gotten better about saying, but in, in moments, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Um, but you have to get to the point of being okay. So there were definitely along that journey moments where I was not okay. And I spent, you know, a day in bed in my feelings. But uh, moving past that um, was was what took me to Phoenix and what took me to Pantano and what took me in this this chapter of my life that I'm, I'm very grateful for that never would have come had it not been for the pain. And, uh, you know, I've had the chance to meet a lot of people along the way and impact a lot of people and have, you know, really cool conversations with people that again, all that wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. Well, and to go back to your treadmill illustration or working out, I'm sure when you were losing a hundred pounds and you're going on walks and all that, there's moments where I get on a treadmill and I'm like, I'm going to run for an hour. Yeah. By the way, I hate to run outside. Most people are like, oh, I got no, to me run. too. I get a runner's high. I'm like, I get a runner's punch you in the face. Like I, <laughs> I, I'm like, if I get to a certain point, I'm like, I'm so far away from where I started. Like, I got to call an Uber. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, I got to get back. But I, I don't know if you have this, but there's these moments where I get to this space where I'm like about the 20-minute mark, and I'm going, I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, all right, I said an hour. I'm at the 20-minute mark. And I start doing the... Dang it. I got a lot. I, I got to do this two more times. I got more time. Like I start breaking it into like, <laughs> I'm only a third of the way through this. I'm like, I'm not even halfway through right now. I'm like, and, and then you have this moment where I'm on the trip. I'm like, I can push the stop button and get off. I don't have to endure more pain, mm. but I know if I don't endure that pain, that the growth will not happen as quickly. Mm-hmm. And so, and then, you, then somehow you get that second wind, right? You push through the first round of pain and you're like, cool. Yeah. And then I get to 45 minutes and my body starts going, you're almost there. Just be done. 45 is a good amount of time. Most people don't do 45 <laughs> minutes. Most people only do 20. And like all these games start being played in my head. So then I start doing like, I start playing the games in my head. I'm like, I'll just, I'll watch half more episode of Friends. Because I'll throw Friends or something on, you yeah. know, Big Bang Theory or something like that. Or I'm like, or I'll listen to a podcast. And I'm like, well, they've only got, they've got 17 minutes left on a podcast. And I got 15 minutes left on a treadmill. And I'm like, if I can just listen to them and not look at the treadmill and then I can do my cool down for two minutes and I'm like, <laughs> like I do all these mental gymnastics, but then I push through a second round of pain. And every time I get done though, I've never regretted finishing the pain, pushing through the pain to get done. Your mental gymnastics sound a lot like Chris Hamlin's mental math trying to calculate. Right. Right. Except the run up to Christmas. All he has to say is it's in six weeks. <laughs> uh, but, um, but literally I think that I, th- but I think I have to do that to make sure because it would be easy just to step off the treadmill. Oh, yeah. Why, why put yourself through this? You know, heaven says we get a new body. Why not just wait? When you're in the gym, another mental gymnastic is I've done that. But then there's also like you've got like five other people running treadmill around you. And you're like, I'm going to wait until they leave. So right. they don't know. Right. Oh, I compete with everybody. Yeah. They like, don't know can, it. Like if they leave, I can leave. Because they don't know that I left early. Right. But do you do you ever look at how fast they're going and what their incline is? And then you're like, <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Until they leave. And then you're like, why were you on there so long? Like my, uh, you know, it's it's same thing for me on the golf course. Roger and I played golf in Phoenix last week. And we get paired up with a guy. And, like, I, there's no game. for Like, there's nothing going on. Like, we're not betting anything. We're not having a friendly game. Like, But in my head, to, for me to stay in it, I got to have something I'm – so competing. So literally after like the second hole, I looked at Roger. I was like, that guy's down two. And he was like, what? And I was like, he's down two. And he goes, he doesn't know he's down two. I'm like, oh, he knows he's down two. And I know he's down two. We're not talking about it. <laughs> but there has to be like, there's these mental gymnastics of, I have to push myself into pain points to push me to be better at stuff, to grow um, in my relationship with God, my relationship with people. Like, but it's so weird. Like, I know these are stupid illustrations of the gym and the golf course or whatever, but that's what we do in our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. We do the same thing. Well, God, I, I don't, I don't want to be broken. I don't, don't reveal things in me that, that are just let me push those away and just let me fake it. Yeah. Um, there's no such thing as fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. You'll fake it till it kills you. Yeah. Mm. And then your life explodes. And that, that's when people go, man, I, I never, he was such a nice guy. How did he kill his whole family? 
He yeah. was such a nice guy. Why did he commit suicide? Right. She was such an amazing mom and, and wife. Um, how did she go off the rails? Um, she, he or she did not just go off the rails. They, there was a, they just didn't want to deal with the pain points for growth. And so they didn't get the help they needed. They didn't let anybody know, or they just will suppress this and not deal with the pain. Cause if it's revealed, people won't like me, mm-hmm. you know, but I'll, I'll use a, a, just a personal example. I, I, I'll just jump in off of where you were just at. Um, you know, I've had at 44 years, almost 44, I'll be 44 in two months. Um, I've had multiple, you too. I know you know this, uh, multiple pain points of life. Mm-hmm. Um, just been through but pain to pain to pain to pain, but always have grown through them. Now I'm watching my 18 year old daughter who is 1900 miles away and yesterday sends me a text and it's, it doesn't matter what the text was about. Um, but she's in a massive pain point right now. And she's like, for her to send me the text she sent me yesterday and then to have the phone call she had with me yesterday um, will be a growth point for her Mm -hmm. because she was willing to step into the pain, allow me into it, even though it's not something easy to allow, let your parents into the pain points of your life, right? Especially when you're young. Um, And she, it was a fear point too. Like she, she admitted, she was like, I don't know if I want to unpack this with you but I feel like in order for me to grow and for God to use me more, I'm going to have to. I'm like, mm. okay. And so we, we laid in that pain together yesterday, um, had conversations. It was, it was beautiful. Um, and I know she's going to grow through it mm-hmm. because it's, uh, she's having a pain point. Um, if, if, when things are great, it's great. But when things are in pain, there's growth. Yeah. You know, you, it's not that you can't grow out of the good, um, but she, she's now, she's 18, you know, um, but she's, Pain's pain, no matter what age you're at. Mm-hmm. Just, I know I'm looking at her pain right now. Going, you can recover from your pain. Right. Um, she's looking at it, going, "I'll never get past this pain." Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, "Yeah, you will. You'll you'll be 44 on a podcast, embarrassing the kids <laughs> <laughs> that don't listen to your podcast." Um, I, I would say for me though, the growth and pain for me has just been a lot. The the most pain for me has been in the last year, like like a year and a half ago, um, where I left in Ohio. It was it was hard. It was really hard. Um, relationships, friends, like there was just there, you know, the carpet kind of ripped out of life for us a little bit. And, but then to land in a healthy place, but that pain, that leadership pain that I went through, that, that church pain that I went through, that, that life pain we went through is actually made me a better leader here. Like it's actually, it's made me a thousand times better leader. It's made me a better friend, a better leader. Um, I'd like to say it's made me a better human being, but i that's debatable based on what you hear on this podcast. Um, but it's, it's made me just, it made me recalibrate my life and go, okay, some of the pain I did not cause. Some of the pain you experience, you don't cause. Mm. You can still grow through the pain you don't cause. Some of the pain I caused myself. So I have to go, okay, what pain did I cause myself, self-inflicted pain that God will now use to grow me? And both caused growth. So then I had like, I felt like I had this double portion of growth. Like I had this double portion of pain, but then I had this double portion of growth where I was like, okay, I'm going to grow out of the thing I couldn't control. I'm going to grow out of the thing that I should have been able to control. Um, and now I'm going to be better in both of those spots. Um, and, and I think then when you have this, this pain point where you're, it's revealed inside of you like this and this, then you go, okay, let's not repeat this and this, but let's, let's learn from it and let's grow from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that's kind of where ours is. I mean, I know that sounds really vague and nebulous, but. Um, that's kind of been our last couple of years. How about, how about you, Saul? The, the question was actually asked to you first, <laughs> and then you deflected. I don't know how that, you're going last. Ping pong. <laughs> because he had to preach it yesterday, and I, he needs some time. Yeah. <laughs> no, for me, it's 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 been, you know, uh, the same thing, something that I've been going through with my daughter, you know, reading the book and going through this uh, Dangerous Prayers has revealed a lot of things. Um, some things that I had, like I said yesterday, I had tucked away. And one of the things that I was confronted with, and I'm just going to be totally raw and totally honest about this, is I had trouble trusting God with my daughter. Mm. And that was something that just was revealed in me that, you know, she has gone through so much. And then I go into dad mode, try to protect her from all the pain, everything. And, that and how old is your daughter now? She's 21. Yep. <laughs> well, she's going to be 21 in the 22nd of yep. this month. 21 on so, the 22nd. Yeah. In in the year that's the 23. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> I like how you just did that. 21, 22, 23. <laughs> Got you. So she's turning 21. I've seen all the pain she's gone through with the surgeries at such a young age and, you know, just, you know, conflicts with uh, with uh, boyfriends that she's chosen. And 
I've always tried to protect her from the pain, but my wife reminded me is one when she had her thyroid removed, it was during COVID where nobody was allowed. Mm. And I remember the moment that we just drove her up to the hospital and we dropped her off and how incompetent I felt to protect her from anything and guiding her anything. And I just sat in the parking lot and I wept, Yeah, you know, cause it was a painful moment that I was releasing my daughter. Um, but in this season, you know, as we were reading through the books and I had, I mentioned my friend yesterday as we were processing these things, these feelings that I had um, tucked inside of me, I realized that I was just fearful. There were some fears inside of me that were revealed. There were some things that I was just not wanting my daughter to go through, but to see her right now in this moment going through the pain, she's even saying it, you know, I know that better things are to come. Mm. I'm feeling it. She's feeling the the tension is going to bring growth to her. Like, you know, we're talking about, but I just see her, you know, she wanted to be with me backstage yesterday, which is huge. Massive. You know, she never wants to be, you know, anywhere near what I'm doing. Uh, kind of like you, you, you know, with your daughters don't listen to your podcast. <laughs> they, they probably <laughs> do, but I'll say stuff just to see. Yeah. But then my daughter, you know, she's always been in ministry with us ever since she was born. You know, we do life groups. We do so many things, you know, in ministry. Um, but yesterday was the first time she wanted to be with me. Mm. And that was just, you know, me releasing her to God. And then, you know, things happen to her life. And uh, um, just I'm hopeful because she's actually uh, my co-lead for Rooted. Oh, that's and awesome. And when we were talking about that, I just see her stepping in. You know, she doesn't know it yet, but week four, she's going to lead. Mm. And she just has a tremendous. So if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> right <now>. surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, so she's she's definitely, I think she's in a position where she's uh, leaning in more to what God has for her. And, and yeah. she's she actually told me yesterday, she goes, Dad, I want to do, um, I want to go on a missionary trip. And I was like, what? She ought to go in the one to make with me. Well, to the Dominican Republic. She said, hey, Dad, I'll go anywhere I want. I feel like that's what I need to do. Wait till she hears this weekend's message okay. coming up. All the right. send me message. <laughs> she really wants to go. Yeah. Well, we'll just see how she feels because I'm going to light her up on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I asked her to go on stage with me uh, yesterday. I go, hey, uh, do you want to go sing something with me? The spoken word part that yeah. we had talked about. She's like, no. She goes, no way, I can't do that. Okay, I go, I, I'm gonna, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna let our listeners know something. So I, very rarely do I give directives. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm not a directive person. <laughs> I'm not a you're gonna do this kind chun, of person. Chun, chun, I don't, chun. I don't lead that way. But I've, I've been preaching for a little while, somewhere in the neighborhood of like twenty plus years, not long, but long enough. Um, and I know, I know a few things about preaching, not a lot, but I know a couple things. <laughs> So I gave Saul a little little tip for an intro yesterday. Now, I should have been more direct. I wasn't. But I did watch online in the car going 80 miles an hour. I mean, I wasn't watching. I was listening. Roger was chat hosting in the front seat. And so I'm, I'm waiting. I'm like, I'm excited. I'm anticipating because we, I had this idea and I was like, man, I wish that, you know, like as a preacher, I'm kind of like, man, I kind of wish I was preaching this because I know how I brought this. Um, I like I almost showed up at like 930 and was like, Hey, bro, great intro. Uh, go ahead and walk off. I'm going to fin- fin- finish it up for you because <laughs> I was really excited about preaching. Um, now, I say that tongue-in-cheek. You fantastic job. But I get, I, I, this is what I would have done for the intro because you're talking about being poured out, right? Yeah. And I, So I told Solo, I was like, bro, what you ought to do is you ought to walk on stage and s- tee this whole thing up. It, but tee it up this way. Hey, I, want, I think there's one of the best songs I've ever heard theologically <laughs> And I think all of you know it, and I want to. I want to just. We want to sing it together, and I'm going to lead it. And you just really set it up, like you suck people in with it, and you bring them in, and then you just start up. I'll, I'll do the first line, and then you guys sing the rest. I'm a little teapot, short and stout, right? And this is what Saul says in our teaching meeting. He's like, "I've never heard that song." <laughs> to which your wife was like, "What is wrong with you? You've never heard that song?" And we were like. And the whole room was like, how have you never heard I'm a little teapot? I have not. So then I was have like, you heard it yet? Now I have. So, <laughs> so then I was like, okay, don't sing it. Do it as a spoken word. <laughs> Come out and go, I want to read you something that was written by one of the most prolific poets of our time. And I, I just, I want to read it to you. And I'm going to do it in a spoken word format. And now really, I was like, this is where Saul will shine. I'm like, he's going to come out and he's going to be like, I'm... A little teapot. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. I'm short and I'm stout. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Here is my handle and here is my spout. Now, when I get all steamed up, 
I will shout. Now, crowd, say it with me. Tip me over and pour me out. <laughs> Tip me over and pour, pour me, me out. out. I was like, that's the intro. Like, you're talking about being broken and poor. <laughs> I'm like, that's the intro. It sucks the crowd. So I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm in the front seat of the car. Roger turns the volume up. I'm like, I can't wait to hear it. And like seven minutes in, I'm like, dang it. <laughs> he didn't do it. So then I pull in the parking lot, and I'm like, how funny it would be if I just walked out on stage while he's preaching, just stood behind him like, what now? You going to be a teapot or not? You going to be a teapot? <laughs> Uh, uh, it's just funny. I hey. just seriously never heard that song. The seriously. keys could have started playing it. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. You could have made a gospel. You could have given a little like little Hispanic flair to it. Like we could have revived that thing up, man. Like <laughs> I like that you just about spit coffee all over the place just now. Um, speaking of coffee, um, <laughs> what a good segue. That's so good. You like what we did there? We talked about the tea kettle. Teapot. And it's good. To him spitting coffee all over. Um well, with that said, um, okay, I got a, I got a confession. Maybe we ought to have coffee confessions. Coffee uh, confession? It, it's actually a coffee confession. It's not like a confession. It's actually a coffee confession. Uh-oh. So this last week, we have at our elders retreat in Phoenix. Typically when I travel, I'm like you. I travel with, like, with my um, drug paraphernalia of coffee stuff. Sure. Um, <laughs> to which I, I in the, in the like, craziness of trying to get out of town, I left all of it at home. And all of it in my office. Like I've got, I've got enough coffee stuff. I could open four coffee shops, right? <laughs> I've got like a hundred pounds of coffee in my house. I got every way you could make coffee known to man, including I'm sure there's a little man that comes out from underneath my counter at my house. Is like, here, I got you, boss. <laughs> like, I, I mean, all of it. Um, and I, I get to Phoenix. In the first morning, I realize we ain't got no coffee at the Airbnb. And on top of that, they've got a Keurig that doesn't work. So now I'm like, I can't even drink crappy coffee. (laughs) So I I spend like, Roger and I are going to play golf that morning before the rest of the elders get there. So we go to the the go-to when I can't find anything. I'm just like, all right, I'll go to Starbucks. At least I know it's going to be consistently crappy, but less crappy than anything else. So I go to Starbucks. Elders show up. David Miller, one of our elders. David, I know you're listening to this. I know you listen to the podcast. <laughs> he just rides me like nobody's <laughs> business. Because he's a, he's a coffee snob too. And so he's like, are you kidding me? You brought nothing. And I'm like, well, you, you're here too. Like, where's your coffee? He's like, well, I thought you were going to bring coffee. You have a whole segment on your podcast called Coffee Time. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. And so coffee confession. <clears throat> I brought no good coffee with me to Phoenix. I had... And we're in the middle of nowhere, Phoenix, which is hard to believe because Phoenix has got. I was going to say, there's people. plenty of good coffee in Phoenix, depending oh, not on where, where you were. Not where we were. Um, where were you? Well, we were north of Peoria. Oh, there's like a place in Peoria. Off the 303. There's a place in Peoria. Not anywhere near us that I had access well, how, to get to. How committed are you to driving? Not that much. <laughs> <laughs> not to where I got to drive 40 minutes to go get coffee to oh, bring right. back. Um, and so I, I suffered through a couple of days with no coffee mm. whatsoever. Um, and then yesterday morning, uh, I had a crappiest cup of coffee I've had in the longest time. We stopped. I was like, I couldn't have coffee at the house because I was like, I don't, I don't want any of that. <laughs> I don't want to lick my own armpit. Um, the Starbucks was like seven exits down. I'm like, I just want to get home. I was trying to get back home. So we stopped for gas at QT and I walk in and oh, I'm like, no. I had to have something because I was like, I'm dog tired. I was like, I need something caffeine. I get their lightest no. bros. And I'm like, I drank about four sips of it. And I was like, well, there's a dollar fifty cents in my life. I won't get back. There's a reason it's a dollar fifty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There there's also a reason why I didn't drink all of it. And it's still sitting in my car in the mug. Um, <clears throat> and I'm like, so coffee confession. Um, I'm glad to be back in here. Um Welcome back. Thank you. How do you feel? How do you feel about this? this uh, so we're we're back with the big house beans. Yep. Uh I like this. We've had this before. Yep. This is the Honduras. Uh, it's a single origin. It's got, um, I'm looking at the thing right now. It says, uh, what does it say? Melted Melted what? chocolate hints of cherry cola. I don't get any of that today. It just tastes like a really good cup of coffee. I got no tasting <laughs> Your taste notes. is not in tune. Right now, my tasting notes are like QT. Got rid of all my tasting. Uh, like right I now. I reintroduce you. I'm scratching my tongue right now, trying to get it off. Um, but no, this is good. Like it, it's. Here's what's interesting about this big house beans. I would not typically probably just walk in and buy this, but now that we've had it a few times, yeah. I could drink this every day. Yeah. Nothing at all. Nothing wrong with it at all. It's, um, it is a medium roast. Yeah. Um, I'm which, a light roast person, yeah. but this actually has 
It's medium roast, but I think it identifies as light roast. <laughs> Whenever I tossed it in the grinder this morning, I, I looked at it and it it teeters on the edge of being medium. Yeah, I I think it's it's medium. 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 Yeah. It's like a I, schmedium. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're actually drinking the same coffee with us. It's really good. Yeah, you like it? Yeah, I really like it. So, Thank you, Dylan. Yeah. I, I'd like to I'd like to take you on a progression of Saul. <laughs> First time Saul was on the podcast with us way back in season one. Saul was like, "What's what's coffee? What is this caffeinated <laughs> beverage that you speak of?" And then it it's turned into water. he started uh, sending me pictures of foofy little <laughs> drinks. With lots of milk and sugar. Foofy. Yeah. Um, little umbrellas in them, you know. Um, Whipped cream. Yes, right after he put on his cherry lip gloss. Um, um, and then something happened. I, I don't know what happened. He turned He turned a corner. And we had uh, him on the podcast, and we yeah, made we, fun of we him. Just, <laughs> that's probably it. We shamed him into coffee is what we did. Bullies. Um, we shamed him. <laughs> I know exactly what happened. We're 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 actually, instead of cartel coffee, we're the coffee cartel. Like we're, um, we're like, you're going to like this coffee. And so um, he, but now Saul actually has acquired a taste for good coffee. And so you can tell the difference when you have QT coffee (laughs) and when you have good coffee. You know Um, what? We're proud of you. And, I'm uh, proud. And since you like this one so much, we're going to give you the rest of the bag. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Take it home. Do you have a grinder at your house? I don't. Okay, we'll grind that we'll up. We'll grind this for you. <laughs> Send it home with you. Apparently, we need to do another quote unquote giveaway <laughs> that Saul needs to enter. <laughs> we'll announce the winner on we'll next week's We'll announce the winner episode. on next week's podcast. Oh, Saul, yeah, way to go. You got the grinder. Uh, so crazy. He's like, I didn't even enter. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Um, Algorithm. And so, uh, Dylan Oski, we haven't, uh, obviously, you're now. Well, you're kind of homeless. You're you're living at you're living at the Hamlin's house right now. And um, what is what is your go to right now? Uh, I come over to the podcast studio every morning to make coffee over here. That a boy. That's what I like to hear. There um, are you. If you could see the view right now, listener, there are three fellow Atmos canisters on the bar. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. Just full of different kinds of coffee. Um, two of them are mine, and one of them is the the studio uh, coffee. But hey, I, I'll ask you. Did you try the Presta? That I brought in last week. That's what we're having on next week's episode. Oh. What was that? Was that Costa Rican? It was a Colombian. Colombian. Yeah. That's good. Started with a C. I was close. I, got, <laughs> I, almost, I almost got it right. I think we're going to do that one on next week's episode. I haven't decided yet. I, I have. So my mother-in-law got me two bags of coffee. Oh, Melissa okay. got me a bag of coffee. You got me a bag of coffee. My brother-in-law got me a bag of coffee. So... I've got like a stash, like the freezer in the Hamlin's home is just full of coffee, wow. so it won't go bad. Okay, explain that to the listener. So if you if you get if you get blessed with just a ton of coffee, um, don't leave it sitting in a cupboard or on the counter. Um, if you can toss the bags in the freezer, it will drastically slow uh, the aging. And the best uh, get an airtight container to just put. Oh well, yeah, <clears throat> but if you do not have that, which you can buy airtight containers on Amazon for like you can get like three of them for like fifteen bucks. Yeah. You don't have to be as, as bougie as us and have the, the fellow Atmos canisters. That's they're true. amazing, and I would recommend them. Oh, they're, they are um, amazing. They're 30 bucks a pop. Yeah. Um, so if you don't want to spend that, you can definitely get some some cheaper knockoffs yeah, on Amazon. you can spend 15 and get three of them, mm-hmm. or you could spend 90 and get three of them. Do the math. And not, save the money good at it, and so. give to the church. We'd much rather have that extra. <laughs> um, there you go. Or an Atmos canister. <laughs> or an Atmos canister. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Either you give one. us an Atmos canister or money. It's yeah, really either yeah, or. Either one. I mean, it's tithing one way or another, right? I mean, however you look at it. Um, throw, it throw in a grinder while you're at it. Throw, <laughs> throw in a grinder. <clears throat> I feel some selfish motivation happening on this end of the table down here. I, I, I can't I can't tell. but um, Now, so we'll like, where, where have you been procuring your coffee from well i mean one time we went to yellow brick coffee yes and then i've actually been trying some coffee shops around town uh, there's some of them that i just look up and they're still confusing to me but i just order you know light roast yeah, you know what's great yeah. though like if you as a guy that's in your mind like a novice at coffee I, what i found to do is go in and if you say i want a black coffee what do you recommend mm-hmm. and then let the baristas ask you some questions i'll be like okay so do you like this or this? Do you like this or this? Do you like it sugar or black? Do you like what? And I, I don't, I don't put anything in my coffee because I want to actually taste the right the nuance of the coffee. Yeah. Um, like, but my dad, he wants like just a half of an equal. 
like mm-hmm. just a half a sweet and low, not even full. And I'm like, Dad, just pour the whole freaking thing in there. Like, <laughs> you're, you're talking less than a gram, Dad. What are, you, what are we doing now? Like, can you really tell? And he's like, I don't know. And well, I was like, um, Well, we went to like Yellow Brick. I put a stevia in there, and you you just ruined that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I may have said that. That may have been true. Um, but but to be able to for me, it's be able to go. Okay, I want to really taste because it'll change. Coffee changes profile down the down the cup as it cools off. As yeah, it, it absolutely. changes. The tasting notes change, the profile changes. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about it a little bit whenever we had the Angry Roaster yeah. a couple weeks ago. Which, he, it wasn't an actual, he wasn't mad that he was on here. That's the name <laughs> of the... Of a coffee. Uh, of a coffee shop, Angry Roaster. He was like, dang it, drink coffee, so Like, I mean, it's not like no soup for you, like the soup Nazi on Seinfeld. It's not like that. Um, but that's but that's cool. I think if you go, like I was with our elders, uh, actually, we ended up at, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the place. Um, it was in... Um, up in Glendale, they're they're actually, um, gosh, I can't remember the name. I've been in this restaurant a couple of times. They specialize in like like specialized meatballs, the the restaurant side, but oh. they have a bakery side that's a coffee shop, gelato, like it makes you feel like you're in Italy. And uh, I went in there, and a couple of our guys that aren't big coffee guys just said to the barista, they're like, okay, so here's what I like. What do you recommend? And so she just was like, okay, if you want just straight coffee, here's what I recommend. If you want this, here's what I recommend. Um, and they actually got drinks and all of them are like, Oh, I actually like this. I was like, okay, cool. Um, so I think that's a good way. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, if you look at a coffee menu and you're like, I don't know what any of this means. I just want a black cup of coffee. Here's what I like. Here's what I'd like to understand. And then they'll hook you up. Yeah, that's yeah. usually how it works. Right. Um, well, Hey, that, that was actually a beneficial. It's a really good coffee time. It's probably the best coffee time we've ever had. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. Um, I'm being a little facetious there. <laughs> I don't really know what facetious means, but it sounds like a good word to use. Um, in those kind of moments. Um, isn't that a people group? No, no, that's a Phoenician. That's the Phoenician. That's the Phoenicians. Um, I'm being Phoenician. Um, <laughs> where, where's Phoenicia? Where's that at? It's, it's not a, it's biblical, isn't it? The Phoenicians. Are the Phoenicians still around? No. <laughs> you, that, they invented phonics. Like, ho- hooked on phonics. <laughs> <laughs> It worked for me. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> 42 minutes. That's all uh, it took. <laughs> no, it was way sooner. I mean, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you right now. I'll let you have it. Let's talk about what's coming up. Yeah, what, what is coming up here at Pantano? Um, so yesterday, um, we're going to date this a little bit. We try not to, but for some things we have to. Yesterday was Sunday. Today we're recording. is Monday, February 6th. Um, yesterday kicked off our week-long 24-7 prayer experience. Yeah. Actually, so that is going on right now on campus. Yeah, actually, online. I pulled on campus. I've, here's, you know, the week I've had, I totally forgot about it, right? And I've only been promoting it for a month. And I'm actually the one that came up with it. Yeah. And I'm like, why are people here? And I pulled up on campus this morning. I'm like, there were A-frames by the road. that were like 24-7 prayer experience. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I walk in and there's somebody in there. We've got hosts up front. We've got security. I'm like, oh, yeah. That started last <laughs> night. Like people have literally been praying since like 6 p.m. last yep. night. Um, every hour we've got people coming to campus to pray. We've got online people praying. That's awesome. Um, and I really think that will shift the dynamic of our community when a church leans in and prays that Absolutely. way. That way. And so mm-hmm. um, that's really, really cool. Um, if so you, if you listen to this on Wednesday when it comes out, yeah. uh, there's probably going to be a few slots you can still sign up for on Thursday and Friday. Uh, I think Thursday's full. I think Friday and Saturday there's a couple okay. spots left on campus. Um, but if those fill up, here's what I would tell you is that you can sign up online mm-hmm. and you can take an online spot and you don't, here's, here, let me let you in on a little secret. You don't have to sign up to pray. You could just pray yeah. for an hour on your own. <laughs> and, but if you want the materials, we'll send them to you, you know? So yeah, that's going on right now. That's going um, on. Um, again, yeah. we're in, this is week five. So it was week five of dangerous prayers. Next week, we're going to wrap the series up. I'd like um, to say Saul is Cinco. <laughs> Cinco. Uh-oh. What are you? Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, so, yep, there we go. That's the one I was hoping for. Um, so next week we're wrapping this series up. <laughs> Just um, makes my heart happy. And uh, if you haven't yet, uh, definitely encourage you to check out the Dangerous Prayers reading plan on version. Mm. And, and yeah. I would say even deeper than that, uh, Saul mentioned it yesterday, mentioned it again this morning, I would go buy the book. Yes. Um, the book will take you into a deeper dive than what we've been even doing in the message series or the reading plan. 
um, it will actually bring even more clarity to the things we're talking about. And yes. it, it's a book that changed the way I pray. Mm. And I, I'm, you said the same thing. Yes. And it, it's it paired with scripture. I understand the Bible changes things, but there's God is giving people minds and the ability to, to parse things in scripture to help you better understand it. And Groeschel has done that in the mm-hmm. book, Dangerous Prayers. Yes. So absolutely, we'll link the book in the show notes uh, as well as a link to the Dangerous Prayers Plan. You can do that anytime, but if you want to do it kind of with some other people at Pantano, yeah. um, it's a great time to, to jump in and do that. Yeah, Actually, you said you and Melissa have been doing it with yep. her across the country, yep. which is really cool. That's awesome. By the way, how's Melissa? She's doing good. Um, we're kind of looking at So this is Sunday started week three for us. Uh, out of five So this weeks. is where it's supposed to start getting better for her, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, so where she the way she's looking at it, and it's working for her, um, is... Uh, She's Pain. looking at five weeks as five days. Pain points. So this is day three. This is day three. It's hump day. It's Wednesday. It's hump gonna day. It's, <laughs> it, it just goes down after this. So it'll be great. Um, and then I'm actually going to Nashville this week. Um, and so my week's going to kind of go by pretty quick, which is great. Um, and then you're going to Barista Parlor, aren't you? For you. Oh, okay. I like how you t- you flip that so fast. You're like, for, for you. You were going anyhow. Had I not said anything, you're like, I mean, I'm going anyhow, but I mean, for you, I love you, bro. You want what? some chocolate? Oh, I want some coffee. If you could get a biscuit back, <laughs> breakfast, <laughs> you could somehow get a hot breakfast sandwich back. It won't anyhow. be hot, but. Yeah, that's the problem. I ain't eating like four-day-old egg and sausage, <laughs> even though that egg's probably worth like $700 yep. now. So, uh, it, it, um. Yeah. Only other thing coming up, Baptism Sunday uh, is February 26th. So we'll go ahead and get that that's on true. your radar now. Well, yeah. I, actually, but that's not the only thing coming up because we start a new series in two weeks called Difference Makers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're you're going to hear, uh, this is a, a, these two series, Dangerous Prayers is a DNA series, but Difference Makers is a, is going to be a, an eternal, internal DNA shift, not even a shift, um, leaning into at Pantano. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, you may have already heard us calling people difference makers yep. and all that. Um, the verbiage is really cool. Like our people are saying it without knowing why yeah. they're saying it. They just say, they're like, oh, you're a difference maker, you're a difference maker, all these kind of things. I went ahead and um, put difference maker merch on the Pantano shop too. And people are really? buying it and not realizing That's why awesome. they're buying it. That's well, awesome. I like, I like all that. <laughs> I haven't even seen that yet. I need to get, I need to get me merged up before, uh, for the series. Yeah. Do we have, do we have those joggers with difference maker on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, let me shamelessly plug those again. Uh, Dylan got me the the Pantano athletic gear, which I love that we have athletic gear, and, and I do. I it, you know what I love about it? It's stuff that I like to wear in it. But those joggers, bro, I don't know. I've got like ten pairs of joggers at my house. Those joggers, <laughs> I wore them in the car. They're my travel pants. Like I wore them in the car yesterday. I wore them on the plane. Um, you showed up with them yesterday. I did because I just got out of my had car. Your, your quarter zip. Too. I did. I had my quarter zip on. I was like a Pantano billboard, um, much like my my billboarded friend over here with the dangerous oh. prayer shirt. Um, it, you know, I was like still expecting that logo to glow, like Iron Man on the front of the shirt. I was like, how cool would that be? If it was just like, Ooh. like glow in the dark thread. Oh yeah, oh, that would have been really cool. You know how cool that would be. Or LED. You just put some LED lights in the shirt, and it just Grady. Can you? Uh... It's kind of like the Hanukkah shirt that when you push the button, it lights up and plays dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Like, <laughs> except his is like prayer, prayer, prayer. You get down on your knees, prayer, prayer, prayer. You asking God for please, uh, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, and then baptism Sundays in the middle of Difference Maker. Yep. Um, it, it's just I can't wait for that series. It's going to be really, really good. Um, so well, thank you too for your message yesterday. Fantastic message. Also, you oversee Revive. Yes. Our uh, bilingual service. And um, interestingly enough, it's starting to do something over there. It is. What is that thing it's starting to do? So it's growing. Interesting. <laughs> um, and you you had set a goal. Um, I'm Uh-oh, a very. There we go. I'm reminded of this every day. Very meteoric goal, if I would like to say so myself. <laughs> of how many people that you guys are going to reach in the next year, and I feel like God's already starting to blow that out of the water. He is. Um, which is really really cool. <laughs> Um, ye of little faith. <laughs> Thank you. But that's how you started with coffee. So you're more you're more like a crock pot. It takes you some time to to warm up and get going. But once you do, it cooks really well. Um, the nature of a true disciple. Yeah, yeah. Or or really stubborn. One one of the two. Um, I, I think, think it, I think it's both in the same. I think disciples and mules are very similar. And don't don't chase that illustration very far because then then it'll it'll be this really quickly. Um, hey, you know what else is kind of fun for me is that um, 
She's not been in the room yet, but I feel like anytime you're on, we, we've got to give Norma a shout out. Uh, and the train, hold on. We Did you hear the last podcast? Did you hear the last not episode? Yet. Okay. Yeah. So we learned that this fits that. Oh my, that's good. <laughs> so we know that anytime Norma shows up, it's going to be derailed. So we're playing both at the same time. And and I know some of y'all are like, there was no salsa with soul this, yeah. this one. Well, why? Why, why was there no salsa with soul? soul? So Norma went to the grocery store yesterday, and she usually buys like 30 jalapenos just to make a batch of salsa. So yep. the store did ha- did not have any jalapenos. Which store did not have jalapenos? The Fries and Rita Ranch. Fries, listen. <laughs> you can redeem yourselves by sponsoring our podcast. <laughs> and if not, Fries, we're coming after your jalapenos. <laughs> so next time you get them, we're going to buy them all. And nobody gets jalapenos in Rita Ranch. Anyway, you know what's amazing? We live in Tucson, Arizona. I know. How far are we from the border here? Like an hour? Yep. We're an hour from the border, and you're telling me they were out of jalapenos. They were out. That makes no sense to me. That makes no sense. They had none. That's like going to the Dominican to the village called Mucha Agua, which is the village that we used to go work in. A lot of water. And them having no water. (laughs) How are you going to call yourself Mucha Agua and have no water? You know? I mean, I know that it's Rita Range is not called Jalapeno Village or anything like that, but uh, I'm just saying, like, so there is no salsa with Saul today, but I'm hoping there'll be some just salsa that just somewhere, shows up later. Somewhere salsa once uh, jalapenos show up. There is that little guy that sits by the road sometimes and sells them. He wasn't there yesterday. He was not you? there yesterday. He's, hey, he sells honey, though. Yeah. My dad bought, like, five pounds of that guy's honey. It's really good. Oh, wow. It's like, I'm a little leery when somebody's selling something out of their truck on the yep, side of the road. You know, too. it's like, hey, I got street meat. I'm like, nope, no, you don't. I'm not buying that. Um, but the guy sells honey and pottery and peppers. And my dad stopped because my dad's old and all of a sudden just decides I'm going to buy stuff out of people's vehicles. And um, But he brought home honey and we went through a whole thing of it like in a week. Wow. And then he bought the big jar and then he bartered with the guy. I'm like, <laughs> where are you right now? And uh he bartered the guy down and bought like three jars of it, took a couple jars home, left us a big old, like literally a two pound jar of honey, um, which will now last us till Forever. Jesus actually returns. <laughs> That'll be my gift to Jesus when he comes back. Hey, I still I got, got like, some honey. I got four pounds of honey left. You want some before we get out of here? Cause it's really good. Um, the land flowing of milk and honey. That's actually all at my house. Um, <laughs> so uh, guys, anything else you want to unpack today before we get off here? No, we got to go, yeah. <laughs> man. We should have gone like 20 minutes ago. Um, hey, thanks for joining us. Do us a favor. Uh, click subscribe, follow, share this, leave us a rating, leave us be a nice. rating. Expe- well, it, <laughs> as nice as you can be based off of what you've heard. Um, it, it, actually, if you do that on Apple's podcast, it actually, their algorithm will start to get that where more people can see and hear this. Um, we're just trying to bring hope into a world. We're trying to help people go from every day, uh, really to, from uh, from taking to making every day. Yes. Um, and, and so we, we want to go from Sunday taking to everyday making. But thanks for being a part of the Make community. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of the Make Podcast, where we're moving from Sunday takers to everyday makers. To learn more, head over to pantano.church slash the make. We can't wait to see you again next week.